Hello, hello. Welcome back to the CTO studio. I, of course, am your host, Nikolai Walker, on the mic and in your ear, my favorite place to be with the content you want and the content you need. Welcome to part three of our segment with Joni Connell. This is the finale and the entire topic, all three segments have been about curiosity and this one is no difference. It's simply about, we're going to highlight curiosity and the unknown and how everyone can teach you something. Because as I've learned in life, even a fool can teach you something. So Etienne, if you would please take it away. Yes. So it's recognizing that curiosity is, is in this realm of the unknown, that it cannot be predicated or it cannot be directed it really leads to the true possibility of what the partnership can produce so yes curiosity is unknown so now how do we coach our teams to deal with that unknown whether it's something that they like we said earlier to not make assumptions about why the question is being asked i.e. this person is supposed to be our leader and they're asking that question. That doesn't sound right to me. I feel like I can be super judgmental that way. It's like, why are you asking this question? Well, as again, as the leader can set some expectations up front or anyone on the team can, like, I'd like to, well, I mean, you could even say the word curious. I'd like to take a moment to be curious, you know, and that would be like the, the, Keyword like, okay, we're in that inquiry mode, right? Or I'd like to just ask some questions for a moment before we move forward. Uh, so letting everybody know that this is the question time. And, you know, a second piece is I want people to listen and, and respond uh, without judgment, without assumption. And that's a lot of the letting go, right? Not having to be right or, you know, show your ego. It's just a matter of, having that communication in an authentic way. I love it. So name it. I love it. Like, hey, everybody, time to be curious. And everyone's like, oh, there he goes again. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully to be like, yes, this is fun. <laughs> and then to, to, to reestablish or set, the ground rules you know no judgment don't have to be right no one's wrong you know everyone has the right to be curious and then uh so speak up and then we're cleaning up like we're going to make sure that from this session nothing is left over that is unsaid or that needs to be cleaned up the, the one scenario i have in my brain though is that when someone is triggered for instance, if I, as CTO, am evaluating a proposal that my VP of engineering gives to me about team growth or team performance management or whatever, and I, I am curious why they keep referring to this author or why didn't they even consider this other thing or, you know, I, I, can, I can actually feel my curiosity fueled by rage and then that curio i'm curious statement now becomes a um now actually becomes uh, an, an attack or a, a veiled indictment i'm sorry everyone listening to this i'm a horrible person listen try as we might we all sometimes are horrible people or should i say our best just isn't that good 
aren't we all <laughs> at some points? Right. I mean, that's a self-management issue, right? I mean, you know, if you want to be curious when you are enraged and you and you think that they should have done it differently, that would perhaps take away some of the curiosity because you have a guidance to a specific end in mind. But um, understanding that and recognizing that in yourself and saying, you know what, um, perhaps either having a taking a breath, you know, calm down or having a script already in your head when I'm feeling that way, this is the question I need to ask. But I need to make sure I'm ready to ask it without that tone of voice, you know, like, oh, I'm wondering why, uh, you know, you chose this this author as opposed to, hmm, I'm wondering why you chose this author, right? I mean, there are several ways you could say it, but but part of that is is realizing, you know, what another thing would be like, thank you, and then I'd I'd love to have some time to reflect on this. Can we set up another meeting to talk some more, and then you can you know, calm down and, and then have that curiosity later. Yeah, and I think I'm realizing as we speak that the I am curious, which is a, you know, colloquially accepted way to speak in our circles, um doesn't mean that you are have a curiosity mindset and so just the fact that you're saying i am curious doesn't mean that you have the mindset yeah and this is also something that comes up in uh, peter senge's work of participative uh, curiosity versus reflective curiosity right so if you're participating and acting curious and saying you're curious that, you know, you can all ask the questions and sort of have the party line, but not really absorb it internally. But when you're reflective, uh, curiously, that means that you are actually open to changing your mind and saying, hmm, you know, I wonder how this new information could fit or is it something different? And you're taking that in and you're actually are willing to to make a shift or, or at least consider something new rather than being steadfast in your way and just parroting some lines that the company has told you to say. Interesting. So participatory curiosity. That is, I mean, obviously you would want to participate in it in a, in a constructive way, but to really be curious, you need to internally reflect on something and be open to it. Joni, if you would, please, please, please elaborate on that. I was just going to say this takes me back to my master's thesis on uh, dissent um, in, in teams, right? And when somebody says something different or something that you're not expecting, um, I actually studied the devil's advocate, right? We can all agree on something and, and have the, uh, the answer, but oh, let's just play devil's advocate. And, and just what happens if we all, you know, consider this? If people don't believe that you're taking this seriously, they're not necessarily going to change their minds. But if you actually say, you know, I really disagree or I have a different perspective and people are forced to reckon with that internally, then they might make the shift. And so when we're having these conversations with others, it's it's a matter of um, actually uh, being open or maybe having somebody ask questions deeply enough where they're taken seriously, but you have to internally 
uh, be willing to make that change. Otherwise, you're just all going to keep going and the meeting's over and it was fine and nothing changes. So to deliberately put a fine point on it, you did your thesis on dissent. Dissent and how important that is. I mean, this is whole like a diversity in teams, why it's so important to get different perspectives. Uh, and there might be conflict as a result. People disagree. And if you keep this conflict going around the issue, not the people, you can come to more creative solutions or deliberate to more thorough answers. But once you start attacking each other, that's when it becomes a problem. So, I mean, that is another thing too, with the curiosity. I mean, there's so much divisiveness in our society right now. We're scared to ask questions to people because, oh, we might, you know, hit on a, uh, a topic that uh, I disagree with or adamantly, but how can we be curious and listen to somebody and, and hear their perspective without judging it or maybe even understanding it to some extent, but not attacking them personally. I love it. I, I love it because... I think I have this image in my head where we can spar with words because we either have made up our mind to not engage because we don't trust this person or we don't agree with the premise. Or even when someone's pitching us or our employees are petitioning us for something or asking us about something. I think there's always this choice of am I, gonna, am I truly going to commit brain cycles to this thing right now? And I, I kind of see this, 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 this image where I can be completely checked out. I'm not going to change my mind. I am not. In, I don't believe in this, but it's important to you. So I guess I'll ask a few token questions and you know, kind of spar with you on the words a little bit. But I love what you said about the, you know, reflecting truly taking it in in a way that people around you can trust that this is important to you. And then from that mindset, the questions or the demonstration of curiosity feels more productive and more up, you know, uplifting. Yeah, just, just to me, it just all comes back to you know, this, this, it, it really is a commitment. It's a partnership. It's a choice to be engaged. It's, it's, it's holding the other person in, in, in almost in higher esteem than yourself. It's the, it's, and then from that place, the curiosity is, is, is genuine. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll end off with an example. Sometimes when I talk to CTOs to join seven CTOs, I, I, I will, most of the time when we meet, I will feel like I have something to share. I have an experience and I want to, I want to bring you into that. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious about where are you from? What did you do? Blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I would say that that curiosity is genuine. You know, conversational curiosity, I think is a technique. It's cool. It's, it's, it, and I think it can be genuine. But sometimes, sometimes I have a shift where as I'm talking to the person, I almost have this oh shit moment. Like, wow, I'm talking to someone um, 
that has accomplished in my mind this it's like the role shifts and and I and I wish I was like this with everyone but just you know the the and I'm like I look at them and I'm like holy moly I came into this conversation thinking that I was going to impart to you but now I'm like wait a minute I can actually learn from this person they have something to teach me they have all this expertise or wisdom that I and I feel my mind shift. And I almost want to say that that's the real curiosity is when you've, when you've, when you're able to shift to a, I have something to learn from you. You're everything. I, I want to, I want to, I want to learn from you. And, and I, and I'm genuinely curious about, so what do you think about this? And, 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 and so that to me has been an interesting experience as I've, you know, evangelized seven CTOs. Yeah, I would say one of the reasons I went from engineering to psychology back when I changed careers many years ago was because I, I am curious about people and I do believe that you can learn something from everybody. And, you know, for some people, like I said, some people are more curious than others. Some people aren't as interested in learning from others uh, at, at all times, in all contexts, that's okay. But that's something I love. So that's why I do this for a living. But when you're in these, these conversations and um, that is a way that you can have that mindset though, when you want to be curious is realizing that everybody has something to convey or teach you that you don't know already. Thank you again for joining us here in the CTO studio. And thank you to our esteemed guest, Joni Connell, founder of Flexible Work Solutions and a dear friend to Etienne, as he has kind of explained. So we will see you again next week with another episode for you. And if you would, please, if you have curiosity about going to the conference, just go ahead and check out www.0111conf.com. That will give you all the information that you need. That's the go-to so that you can attend in November. It is upcoming. Spoiler alert, I will be there. Also, please go ahead and download this podcast, which is available in iTunes. And we will see you again next week.